As you know, it's important to me that the supplements I recommend and use are of the highest quality. That's why I stocked the Protocol for Life Balance product line at my online dispensary, drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. Protocol for Life Balance offers a wide range of professional grade products using ingredients backed by strong scientific research. Among them, several stand out for their cardio health support, cardio triplex, clinical cardio six, natokinase, and ubiquinol. Each of these products takes its own unique approach to cellular energy production, maintaining normal blood fluidity, healthy immune response to normal biological stress, and maintaining blood pressure already within the healthy range. They're available from healthcare practitioners, and they're available to you at drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. That's drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance for more information and to order. Welcome back to today's edition of Intelligent Medicine. It's our weekly Q&A with Layla. And Layla and I are answering your questions. Questions come to questions at drhoffman.net. And if you want to appear on our radio program, uh, even via recording, you can call 877-726-8255. 877-726-8255 to record a question. But today it's all about questions at drhoffman.net. So let's hear one. We've got one from Bonnie. Dear Dr. Hoffman and Layla, my 41-year-old stepson recently visited a naturopathic clinic here in Anchorage and was encouraged, was encouraged to take a genetic test that would evaluate his risk for pancreatic cancer since his mother passed from this form of cancer when she was 61. He's 41. Okay. Do you recommend any specific genetic test for this type of screening that you know to be reliable? I have read that mutations in the BRCA2 gene and Lynch syndrome are risk factors. But my first thought was, if the test shows he's at risk, what dietary or lifestyle changes can he make now? It seems that unless a path forward is offered, mm -hmm. for, forward is offered, right. the, the information only creates anxiety. Well, that's a very good point, is that, uh, you know, a test is only uh, as good as the course of action that it mm -hmm. invokes. Yeah. And if, so that's and actually... And if there is a course of action. So there's actually a controversy about the so-called Alzheimer's test. There is an Alzheimer's gene, uh, the ApoE4 gene, for example. Uh, so there are other tests where action can be undertaken that's preventative. So, you know, you take a pap smear and you have an abnormal pap smear, you can do observation and you can do, you know, cryoablation and you can, you know, ultimately, uh, yeah. prevent pan uh, uh, cervical, cervical cancer. cancer. When mm -hmm. it comes to, uh, pancreatic cancer, this is in its infancy and there's going to be more and more of this, uh, that you can evaluate one's genetic risk. It's kind of like the BRCA test, which yeah. is the breast cancer test. The problem is that only about 10, maybe 20%, as much as 20% of certain cancers are genetic and the rest are not. Yes. And the other thing is, when you have a test that's positive, there's no certainty. <clears throat> mm -hmm. So we actually had a case like that recently. We had a young man. Uh, he's 38 years old. Yes. And he came in and he was, uh, you know, he, I mean, the guy looked like a moose. I mean, he was so strong looking yeah. guy. He's like a bodybuilder, terrific mm -hmm. shape. He, he was like co-owner of a gym. Yeah. And uh, he said, but I'm not feeling that good. He says, I'm feeling tired. I'm not lifting as much as I used to. Mm -hmm. uh, I said, well, you know, maybe, I thought maybe you need some vitamins. Maybe you're eating too much fast food, so let's get you on a good diet. And 
Oh, by the way, let me just do a blood test just to make sure there's nothing wrong. Well, did the blood test. I'm like, whoa, the guy's anemic. What's going on? Mm. I said, before we start putting you on a bunch of vitamins, yeah, you got to go to a GI because you might Find have gastrointestinal blood loss. Well, sure enough, just you wouldn't suspect it. 38-year-old guy, no. he had colon cancer. Yeah. So, okay, so he's colon cancer. They removed the cancer. So uh, he's fine. There's no cancer left. Yeah. Then he takes a test for Lynch syndrome, yes, which is the one of the hereditary conditions that does not 100% cause colon cancer. But, but it's a lot of polyps. Polyps, which can go cancerous. Yeah. And it is hereditary. It's a family-based mm-hmm. thing. And, uh, you know, usually you see somebody in the family tree. He said he didn't know anybody in his family who had it. So that was, so anyway, so now they mm-hmm. want to take out his whole colon preventively. It's a little bit of like that Angelina Jolie thing. Yes. You know, so, but it, you know, but so he had a dilemma. You know, he said, there's not a hundred percent you're going to get colon cancer, but there's a high mm-hmm. percentage you can eliminate that by having your colon taken out. But then you got to wear, you know, colostomy bag. And, you know, so it was a tough choice. Yeah. And, you know, was there, could I put him on a terrific diet program? And I said, you know, if you don't want to have a, a, a colectomy, we can work with you on the most aggressive preventive strategies yes. to the extent possible because it's not entirely a merit system. Right. So, you know, what do we know? We know that, you know, certain foods are protective, certain supplements may be protective, yeah. certain foods may aggravate the risk. Mm-hmm. Um, there's even some suggestion that taking an aspirin a day could be preventive, yeah. Yeah. you know, things like that. So, uh, calcium, vitamin D, you know, some stuff on that too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, then you're left with a choice. Now, when it comes to pancreatic cancer, it's less well known what precisely you can do to prevent pancreatic cancer. Yeah. Uh, it appears that it has something to do with insulin resistance. Overweight people are higher risk. Yeah. But it's also, we see, uh, colon cancer people who are metabolically pretty normal. Yeah. I mean, did I say colon? I yes. meant pancreatic. pancreatic. I meant yeah. pan- pancreatic cancer. <laughs> So, um, you know, then the question becomes, uh, you know, what's the value of the test? Well, the value of the test, I think, is to inform him if he's high risk. But then it could, you know, we also have to find out if the people are psychologically capable of taking in that information. Uh, yeah. Because some people, it just devastates them. Yeah. There's very, there has to be very good informed consent yeah. when people undertake these tests. Because it's like... it's a, It's like... It's like, do you want to know how you're going to die? <laughs> the, the circumstances under which you're going to die. No. <laughs> I mean, if there was like, no. a, like the best fortune teller in the world, yeah. you could tell me the day and the means a by which I'm going to die. A big HVAC system is going to fall on your head and you're going to die. So the rest of your life, you're just going to be going, looking up or never walking into right. buildings with ceiling tiles or whatever. <laughs> It's, it's, I know, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, your husband should make sure he fastens that HVAC because he's, he's, it's outside, it's outside, we're residential. He's yeah, it's residential. Okay, okay. Yeah, the ductwork doesn't weigh anything. It's okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting you would take that analogy because, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I think that's where it's at. And yeah. So do I recommend that these tests are in their infancy? There yeah. is a, uh, a my risk hereditary cancer test. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a pancreatic cancer uh, hereditary test uh, for relatives uh, of people who have uh, familial pancreatic cancer. You know, um, but uh, yeah, 
what, what, you know, what's the action plan? What's the action plan? And if there can, is no you, action plan. Because you can't take your pancreas out. No. Oh, that's, that's it. That's over. But it, it, if, unless there is a way forward, as Bonnie says, really, and, and for, for some, I guess, very rare cancers or something like that, maybe there isn't a, a nutritional answer or anything or. But what, what it does do though is, uh, and the other problem is pancreatic cancer. Let's say that it says, okay, you're at higher risk of pancreatic cancer, so we're going to screen you every year. We're going to do uh, like an invasive. A, a, well, not necessarily invasive. Scope. But we do some a CT PET on you. Well, it's a little invasive. It's radiation, you know, and it's a nuisance. But let's say we're going to find a cancer at its earliest inception. The problem with that cancer, unlike other cancers like colon cancer, uh, prostate cancer, is that it, even early cases can be fatal. Now, it's a little better to discover it early. Yeah. But it's one of those cancers for which we don't have very effective early treatments. Surgical yeah. treatment is not definitive often. And people go on to, you know, have a low rate of survival. Yeah. So that kind of puts, that has to go into the equation. So the, there is no real answer. It takes mm-hmm. a certain amount of counseling, I think. Uh, I would sit with, uh, you know, an oncologist and discuss it. Yeah. This genetic testing is really taking off for it's this kind ka- ka-ching, 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 ka-ching. Oh, yeah. It's there's All there's the a lot of money involved. Yeah. Um, who is Lisa? I just read that one of the top billionaires. You know, is it is it Musk? Is it uh, Bezos? You know, one of those uh, or Gates is very involved in investing in these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. You know, which seems like a boon to mankind, but you know, it drives yeah. the commercialization of something that it does is not. Maybe not ready for prime time. Right, 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 right. My, the, I think the the caveat, uh, you know, a CT PET every year, that's a lot of radiation over what period of time and at, what what What's role the do the radiation What's play the in yeah. causing any other yes, kind exactly. of cancer? What do we do? What do we yeah, do? Yeah. I mean, I, I had a, a a friend of a friend with, with lymphoma, whose oncologist told her, no more dental x-rays, mm-hmm. unless absolutely mm-hmm. necessary. Mm-hmm. And on that advice to her, mm-hmm. I stopped having dental x-rays. Well, it, 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 it kind of goes yeah. back to, if you look at yeah. a lot of uh, medieval painting, there's often a, a you know, you, you see these weird things like these people are, are you know, are, are, you know, having uh, a meal or they're, they're, they're in some pastoral setting, and then there's a skull or there's a skeleton there. And what that's called, that's called in, in, in a painting, it's allegorical, it's the memento, memento mori, memento mm-hmm. mori, which is the reminder of mortality. Uh-huh. And it's not designed to scare you, like your whole life you should be afraid of death. It's like celebrate life. Yeah. Celebrate life because life is transient. Yes. And that that is, I mean, that's how they coped with it then. It, it wasn't like, oh my God, what am I going to die from? It yeah. was like, it, it was like death is inevitable, yeah. and uh, unfortunately, in those days, it came early and in unexpected ways, mm-hmm. and there wasn't much you could do about it, but it was it was an invitation to live life to the fullest. Yeah. We're here for a good time, not a long time, somebody <laughs> said. Somebody said, yep. Bonnie, is thank that a you. So- is that a song lyric? No, I, I, it's a quote, okay. I believe, from somebody. Okay. I don't remember who. Okay. Bonnie, thank you for this very, very thoughtful question. About this, yeah, yeah it, it, it's a it's a whole issue, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
And and then it, it, there's even people who've written over diagnosis and over testing books, you know, a subject of yeah, you know, that we are testing too much, and that we then it involves the message is be afraid. Yeah, be afraid of your body. Be afraid. Right. Not a great message, and, and, but it also not a great a, way to live. It's also a gateway to sometimes unnecessary medical interventions. Yeah. You know, like a stress test that's abnormal is like pretty soon you're on the operating table for a, uh, you know, a stand or a bypass. Yeah. Which, uh, in retrospect analysis may, uh, relieve pain if you're having angina, but if you're asymptomatic, it may not, uh, extend your life at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these interventions, it's like, don't just stand there, do something. You do something and it's not material to the most important outcome, which is, are you going to live longer? Yeah. Yeah, there. Okay. Good point to <clears throat> which to allow one of our sponsors this opportunity to share a message with you. So here it goes. You've heard me talk about my preferred fish oil brand, Vital Nutrients, offering a line of 11 ultra-pure omega-3 solutions. Well, I'm happy to report that they also offer a great line of premium quality, clinically relevant, professional-grade products which help support optimal immune function, including quercetin, NAC, Viracon, and Aller-C. Quercetin supports healthy sinus and respiratory function. NAC delivers antioxidant support. Viracon is a unique herbal formula for comprehensive immune system support. And Aller-C provides respiratory histamine and sinus support. I'm so impressed with these products that I took them with me on my recent trip to Iceland. For more information and to order, go to vitalnutrients.co. That's vitalnutrients.co. Vital Nutrients products are formulated by healthcare professionals utilizing peer-reviewed research, bioavailable and bioactive ingredients in therapeutic doses. I take them and use them in my practice. Just go to vitalnutrients.co and check them out. Thanks for listening. And now back to our questions. We have uh, an email from Paul. Dr. Hoffman and Layla, I had some abdominal surgery in August. How can I minimize any scarring? There are a couple of laparoscopic markings. Any supplements, foods, creams, lasers, anything that laser I can do? Laser is used. Laser is sometimes used. Uh, it works better on people with dark skin than light skin. And mm-hmm. people with dark skin are more likely to have scars. Uh, certain African tribes and uh, I think Aboriginal tribes also use scarification as a form of bodily decoration. Yeah. Because they really are scar formers. You know, they, they cut themselves in a certain way and put, yes. put some irritant substance in there to raise the scar. Uh, we want the opposite. Uh, lasers can be helpful. Um, there's some medications that have been suggested, you know. Bromelain. Uh, bromelain, you know. Yeah. Uh, there's also a product called Mederma, which yes. we say apply afterwards. I think it's mm-hmm. an extract of onion, which mm-hmm. has some healing properties, anti-scarification properties. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. Those are the things to do. But I think right after a surgery starting, as long as you're cleared that you're not bleeding excessively, start taking some bromelain uh, for a couple of months or so. What, because it's yeah. it's proteolytic or something like that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. yeah. So how can I minimize? Right, right. So I actually you know, the, had... The plastic surgeons do use that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But plastic the, the, surgeons the product that is of interest is the... Um, Wobenzyme, Wobenzyme, which does is is bromelain based, yeah. but so, it also contains some uh, what would ordinarily be considered digestive enzymes. Yeah, 
Some years ago, I had a big cyst removed from my back, mm-hmm. which had previously been removed by two term- dermatologists over a period of 25 years, came back both times. Does, yeah. I said, I'm not going to a dermatologist anymore. I went to a plastic surgeon. Right. Removed, gone. Right. I mean, gone. Even right. the scar, t- everything because gone. They, they do. And he told me to take bromelain for a period of time okay. afterwards. Okay. So they're, they're hip to that. Yeah. Has nothing's there. It's okay. been years. Okay. Yay. All right. So testimonial. Okay. Yeah. Paul, thank you for that question. Let's see. Um, this is from Lorraine. Hello, Dr. Hoffman. I've have I have dry mouth, low saliva levels, loss of taste for sweets. A loss of taste for sweets is desirable. <laughs> and, <laughs> right. and my dentist How do noticed I get that? <laughs> Right, right. And my dentist noticed I have more plaque on my teeth. What treatments can I it's, use to it restore? It sounds like a, a, a dry mouth kind of a zero xerostomia is the word for it. Yeah, and it occurs with aging. It occurs with diseases of the, that affect the uh, salivary glands, like uh, uh, scleroderma, you know, yeah. things like Sjogren's syndrome, uh, and uh, it uh, also occurs with people who've had radiation to the uh, neck yeah. and head mm-hmm. because of uh, oral cancer. Yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, so, and Lorraine, the dentist noticed you, you have more plaque on your teeth. That happens due to the less saliva. The, yeah. l- the saliva has lysozymes, right. which helps to break down bacteria, and maybe plaque. some yeah. of the tartar, and yeah. So there's a product that I like. It's called Rain. It's a uh, moisturizer for the mouth, uh, made by the company that makes Clear. So xlear.com, mm-hmm. clear.com, and you. I don't see that many stores, but you can order it online. From xlear.com. Okay, so from it's, clear.com. And it's got xylitol, which is antibacterial. Nice, yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, that would be that'll be great for your dental yeah. health. That can help prevent uh, yeah. for, uh, cavities. Okay. Right. Lorraine, thank you for that. But yes, do you get a workup? Maybe then nobody knows why she has it or something. She just says yeah, low saliva, which is interesting. All right, uh, another. If, if you're dehydrated, if you're not taking in yeah. enough fluids, yeah. that's another reason for low saliva. I, I, I get aware of that uh, sometimes, is mm-hmm. that I get a little bit of uh, kind of a dry feeling in my mouth, like a raspy feeling in my throat. And then I realize that I'm, you know, <clears throat> down a quart or so, you know, and I, I just mm. it's a sign that I need to hydrate. Yeah, there you go. It happens, it happens a lot when I'm in the office. And then I it's don't. It's very I don't dry drink. atmosphere. I don't. It's, I don't, I don't no get up to here. drink that much. Yeah. You know, when I'm yeah. home, it's like I've got all these different drinks, and I, you know, yeah. You know, when I'm working at home, but in the office, in the office, not yeah. so much. And it's always quite dry. Yeah. In here, which is comfortable, but yeah. We've got a question from Barbara. Hi, Doctor Hoffman and Layla. Love your show. Been listening for years. I've had restless leg syndrome for about the past five years, Mm. but it's gotten worse in the past year. Mm -hmm. I was taking generic Zoloft for Mm. less than a year, but then I discontinued it. I have paroxysmal atrial fibrillation. Did that cause the withdrawal of of SSRIs can sometimes cause twitching and jerking of the the extremities, but usually that goes away. Yeah. I have paroxysmal atrial fibrillation. I don't think that's necessarily related. Yeah. Yeah. Take metaprolol. Been taking that for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Had an ablation that helped, but I occasionally go into it. It's all it. incidental information. Could metaprolol be causing no, the I, RLS? I don't think so necessarily. Yeah. Uh, you know, restless leg syndrome responds sometimes to magnesium, yes. but not always. 
uh, it uh, iron it's not this right iron deficiency could be a problem so yeah. make sure that there's adequate iron yeah uh, your ferritin should be at least 50 60 70 to to actually overcome restless leg syndrome mm. and many times doctors will say oh you know it's 20 that's fine you know uh, that's not good enough and then uh, there's there, I just read a paper on pycnogenol for restless leg syndrome yeah. it may help a little bit uh, there's some information about folic acid for restless leg syndrome. Yes. Uh, there's also, uh, for really bad restless leg syndrome, uh, you can use, um, there's these dopaminergic medications that are used for Parkinson's disease. Mm -hmm. And they, they're, uh, you know, you can use a patch or you can take uh, oral medication. I guess a natural way of boosting that would be to take Makuna. Uh, Makuna is actually a source of L-DOPA. And okay. uh, they actually did an article which uh, they thought was like alarming. It was like a, uh, in medical news is that certain supplements contain active L-DOPA. And it's like, hey, that's good news. They're actually do they really yeah. do work. Yeah. And they, they, they mentioned uh, Makuna. Yeah. Makuna purians, which is a... Uh, it's an Ayurvedic remedy that's been used mm -hmm. for these kinds of things. And, uh, you know, look, if you have Parkinson's disease, don't take Makuna because, you know, you're going to get medication that's so much more powerful. But if you want to try something yeah. natural before going on actual Parkinson's medicine for restless legs, it might be worth a trial yeah. of Makuna. You think glutathione? Glutathione sure. drips? I'm not sure. I'm not sure yeah. you know, how that would. Yeah. Okay. All right. Barbara. Best of luck to you. Let's see here. Oh, wasn't there also... I think we have time for one more. It's time for one... Okay. Speaking of dopamine deficiency, this is right. from Petra. Right. I've been diagnosed with a chemical imbalance of my brain. Well, well for sure. Hold on. Yeah. Here's the thing. Uh, the There's a couple things about that. Hmm. One is that recently, the whole theory of chemical imbalance of the brain has been challenged yes. because they said that when they look at people who are depressed, they cannot find signs of it. Uh -huh. When they look at really at the, like a functional MRI and like the most exacting new techniques for locating neurotransmitters, yeah. they don't see that. Mm -hmm. They don't see that. So this yeah. is the whole theory that underlies, oh, guys, take the Prozac, take the Zoloft, take the, you know, you'll fix your chemical imbalance. Don't worry about, you know, your abusive husband your, uh, yeah. you, you know, your, your tyrannical boss, uh, the political system in which, you know, you are like in the matrix. Yes. You know, uh, <laughs> don't worry about your blue the, pill, you know, the racism, oppression, yes. your economic, uh, circumstances. Just, you have a chemical a imbalance. You have a chemical imbalance. We'll fix it because better living through chemistry. So yeah. anyway. Yeah. So, and the other thing about that is that for a while we used to test people for, on this theory. That we used to check, check their urine for mm -hmm. like serotonin, right? And for the dopamine, the neurotransmitter, and we would even look at you, you could check it in the urine, you could check in the blood, blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. Where it counts is in the brain, and your kidneys make a lot of that stuff. So the fact that you have too much or too little dopamine, serotonin, or its metabolites in your urine mm -hmm. does not necessarily mean there's a chemical imbalance in your brain. So there's an imprecision about that diagnosis. She says, I've been diagnosed. She's, she's, you know, believes it because the doctor told her. Yeah. Well, she, they put her on Zyprexa and she's scared. 
Well, Zyprexa is a very powerful antipsychotic. Oh, boy. Yeah. Why Zyprexa? But, you know, she, I don't know what's, what her history is. I mean, yeah. she may be in, a, in the throes of a really serious mental disorder for them to put her on Zyprexa. Yeah. The problem with Zyprexa, Zyprexa also causes weight gain, insulin resistance. So many of them drug. do. Not they cause diabetes. Drug. Right. The antipsychotics. So, so what do I, I mean, I don't know what to tell this person because I'm not participating in her care. Yeah. Uh, but I will say this, and you can attest to it, is that diet does matter. Absolutely. And they Absolutely. have actually had studies where they put uh, schizophrenic patients on a ketogenic diet and they had substantial improvements. Yeah. Which is complete reverse of what they feed people in mental institutions. Exactly. It's horrible food. Yeah. And they're obese it's, and they're diabetic. At least the gluten diabetic. is gone. Right, right, right. Oh, it's terrible. And the gluten. It's and, terrible. You know, and, and here's a bottle of Ensure to chase all that with. Yeah. Sugar and gluten mm-hmm. and uh, casein, you know, mm-hmm. have negative effects on brain function. Yeah. Medication. So anyway, um, I, well, you know, I don't know what to say to this person, uh, but. Uh, Petra. Yeah. 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 Uh, get another. We need, we need some context. Yeah, yeah. And and you know she's going to undertake some you know natural or professional care. It exactly. Be in conjunction with a psychiatrist, so that we don't allow her to uh, become uh, really unhinged or you know self-destructive or yes, you know get into serious trouble. Yes, she should seek out a functional medicine doctor. Right. Absolutely, Petra. But not to, a, and not as an alternative to not as an alternative, but, but in a, conjunction, as but you as said, a, with a psychiatrist, you know, in a, compl- you know, in a complementary way. Yes, yeah, yes. to complement it. And and by the way, you know, you can really make a case for there should be a Layla in every psychiatrist's office. Thank in America. you. Yeah, thank you. Because yeah, it'd be like great. You know, go on this medication, or you know, we'll, we'll do talk therapy. But mm-hmm. let's talk your lifestyle, diet, your sleep patterns, yeah. your exercise patterns. We would see like. You know, 300% better results. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we've seen that. So, yeah. yeah. Well, Petra, best of luck to you and yep. for your care going forward. Okay. All right. That's all the time we have. But there's yes. a good assortment of questions. We have a few more, but we need to replenish our mailbox. So questions at drhoffman.net. We're available. Mm-hmm. Uh, we pretty much uh, have hit it, uh, you know, almost like, I think we hit 50 out of 52 weeks, just about every year. Just about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we do pretty good. So it's your um, resource for questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, alternatively, you can call 877-726-8255 Saturdays from noon to 2 p.m. or anytime during the week and record a question. Okay. Thanks, Thanks for everybody. Us. Yes. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. This is Layla Mutin, R.D., I see patients regularly, along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.